This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone, and today on the program, I sit down with a longtime sports journalist, current studio host for MLB Network, also is on NHL Network, but it's playoff time. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Robert Flores. Robert, thank you for coming on the program. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I've got, I know you're a big wrestling fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I need, right off the the get-go, I need your... (laughs) What do you think? Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was there. That's right. That's right. I saw you. Not everybody is the MVP of the celebrity softball. It's uh -uh. one of my biggest. It's one of my biggest honors. I I mean, no, you you show that you still have the stroke, (laughs) my man. It was it was funny. I I you know I through the years, my Cincinnati days. Those guys were really into wrestling, and they used to have. at the time, it was the 90s. So we had Goldberg. He'd come down to the ballpark, hit BP. Actually, he actually could hit. But those guys, that was back in the day where you you know better than me. It was team something against team something. And and the whole Reds team was into it. I really wasn't, though. But I, yeah. I really like my belt. I think it's cool. No, no. That, that, that's a great belt. Anytime that you can uh, showcase a a championship belt like that. I mean, you got to, I mean, I'm hoping you just kind of wear it around when you're running errands, you know, just over your, over your shoulder there. When you walk into a, you know, a Lowe's or maybe a grocery store or something. Home Depot. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, a lot of people know you from your ESPN days. Yeah. And I want to know, uh, you're at the network. Now you're both NHL and MLB. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest difference between the ESPN days and being at a network where it's just all baseball all the time? So it's like you never get a break from it yeah. in the offseason, uh, NFL playoff time when there's nothing right. really going on with baseball. How do you keep that going? It's It's got to be a little bit of a challenge. You got to find a story. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's challenging in that, uh, you know, when, once our uh, once the World Series is over, then clearly there's not as much news. Um, but, you, you know, we, we can take solace in the fact that we have a bunch of dedicated fans that they can't get enough baseball. That's, uh, you know, is that everyone? No, but there is a good segment of the uh, of, you know, kind of our sporting fandom that uh, just can't get enough of it. Um, as far as the differences, there's, you know, there's a variety of differences. Um, you, you know, there's at, at, at MLB network, it's a, it's a smaller, it's a, you know, kind of a smaller group of people. We're not as big, uh, as, as ESPN. And in a lot of ways, I find that very, I find that more appealing than, than the, you know, than the comparison to ESPN. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a challenge once you hit in that uh, World Series and the World Series is over and you're kind of struggling for content. But uh, luckily, uh, you know, it's not too much further after the World Series that we get the winter meetings and, you know, really the hot stove starts really perking up. Uh, just had one of, you, one of your partners at the, at the network, uh, former teammate of mine. We had Mark DeRosa on. Yeah. Um, I love Mark. He's he's a great baseball guy. He's I had him when he was green. He was young. Uh, I was just getting to the big leagues, and uh, you know it was just one year. But I remember him for that. Um, tell me something that I don't know about Mark DeRosa. You're living with him now. <laughs> um, I I would say that he is probably what he is one of the most creative TV savvy analysts. I've ever worked for now there, there's a lot of, you know, we, there's a, I've worked and had the pleasure of working with some talented analysts, both still at MLB network and where I was at prior. But um, I think what separates Mark and the others that we have at our network, but especially Mark is that he is, he's TV savvy and that he thinks like a producer, he thinks like a TV producer. And I've never really been around other analysts that had kind of that that gut feeling of what's going to work on TV, that sixth sense of what an audience really wants. And I think that is one of the many reasons why he's among the best uh, of all the analysts. And I'm not just talking about baseball. I'm talking any analyst doing any sport on television. I think he's right up there. You know, when I was, a, uh, I say when I was a kid, when I was in the minor leagues, it was all ESPN. Mm -hmm. And even in my early big league days, uh, that's where we got our news. It was Sports Center, and then Baseball Tonight came along. Yeah. So, especially in the minor leagues, because you're you're aspiring to be there. You know, you're yes. just, you can't wait to get there. And all you have is what did the big boys do tonight? So we'd play our minor league game wherever we were, Carolina Lake. And after the game, I'd go right home, and I I couldn't get enough. It's like, all right, what you know, what are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Uh, early in my big league days. You know, when you want it, you're not used to seeing yourself on TV if you hit a home run or you have a big day. Are they going to put me up on the little ticker yeah. on the side? Um, and that was cool. Along comes MLB Network. It's all baseball. What do you hear from the current players? Good, the bad, the indifferent. Do you ever hear, hey, I don't think I was covered fairly on that? Or you say something where a guy, it could be good or bad. Right. No, I, I think for the most part, uh, the players um, – you know, for, for our show, uh, especially during the season, MLB Central, I, I think we do a good job of celebrating the game, uh, profiling the players and not just stars from the big market teams or the winning teams, but even players for teams that, you know, maybe they're, they're, they're 
teams are, are struggling a little bit or their organization is in a different phase of development. So I think we do a good job of highlighting everyone, all the players and all the quality players, not just the quote unquote, uh, you know, high profile names or household names. And as far as criticism, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard from a couple of players that um, have been, they weren't necessarily, you know, they weren't rude or overtly aggressive, but you know, they'll bring up a, Hey, what, why did you guys do this? Or what, what was your thinking about that? And it just, you know, it's a dialogue and it's an open discussion, but you know, that's part of it. You know, we, we try to be as, uh, as fair as possible, but at, at the same time, uh, there's a lot of really good players in this league and a, a lot of really good dudes, uh, in this league, um, that, that need to be highlighted and showcased. And I think our, our network and our, and our program in particular does a good job of doing that challenges being on the east coast mm -hmm. uh keeping up and, and i just found that out i get reminded every time i go to the east coast because i'm so used to being on the west coast you know our latest game goes off at 5 30 yep night and so every night i'm in i'm in the bed in jammies and i've seen everything you could see where east coast a lot of times doesn't start till right. You know, if you're going to cover the Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants and the Mariners, everybody on the West Coast, the yeah. games don't start till seven at, or seven at night on my coast. So 10 o'clock for you guys. Sure. So you're not getting the story. Maybe you have something in the morning you got to cover. Mm -hmm. Is that is that a bit of a challenge? Like, or, or do you just set up your clock where I just got long hours? I got to I got to stay up till one thirty. You always yeah. got the DVR option. I mean, it, it's it's a combination of all three. Uh, sometimes you're you're staying up. uh uh, you know, watching a game, uh, you know, they're, they're towards late during the season. I was, I was all in on that Astros Mariners series in Seattle late in the season. And that's just, that's just part of it. Sometimes you're DVR in games. Other times you're listening to MLB network radio on the way in. So, um, you, you know, you, you do your best to, uh, try to, uh, keep your, uh, your tabs on everything going around, uh, the league, but, but yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of there's compelling stories in every time zone in this league, whether it be West Coast, Central or East Coast or anywhere in between. So um, I, I think we do a good job of 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 our staff making it making sure that we are highlighting and, and like I said, showcasing not just players on the East Coast because there is that, you know, that that criticism of the East Coast bias. But I, I think we do a good job of, of highlighting and, and bringing all stories from everywhere across the league. You mentioned uh, different parts of the season. You've got, you know, you got opening day, you got the all-star game, you got the races in September. October, obviously, is is the kind of the sweet spot when it all gets getting to that World Series. But you got the off-season, too. You got trade yeah. deadlines uh, during the regular season. Yeah. The winter meetings. For Robert Flores, which, what's your – what's the best time of the year for you? What's your favorite time where this is – Man, it gets my juices flowing. Yeah, it's it's this time of year. Uh, I I don't think that that's I don't think it's close. Uh, you know, there is that an anticipation and excitement of when pitchers and catchers report and opening day. That that's all great, but um, I, I I don't think it gets better than this. Uh, the games that we've had thus far, particularly, uh, you know, game two between the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, I mean that that's what makes playoff baseball. I think so unique. And so special. Uh, I, I mean, you could sent, you could just feel the electricity and the the anticipation and the tension that was all coming through the uh, the TV screen. So, 
uh, for me, um, I don't, I don't think that there's a better time. Uh, you could argue maybe in all of sports than, than postseason baseball. Well, you mentioned that NHL network. Now let's flip yeah. your other hat on uh-huh. compare and contrast in the capacity that you're covering. Yeah. Like, give me a world series versus Stanley cup. What's the differences? What are the similarities? Well, <clears throat> I, I think the unique thing about um, the NHL and the Stanley cup and, you know, their playoff run is it, it is grueling. It is a, it might be the most grueling postseason playoff in all of professional sports. What those guys put their body through uh, in a short amount of time to, to hoist up that Stanley cup. It is, it is second to none. And, and then also um, much like postseason baseball, the game can just change like that. Um, you can be in the third overtime, uh, and then you know, a f- few seconds into the th- third overtime, puck goes into the net and game's over. So when when you're talking about two uh, tension filled type of uh, formats and environments, uh, NHL and, and Major League Baseball certainly have that that market cornered. Uh, Robert Flores, you're from Texas. You're a Texas mm-hmm. kid. Who who is your team? Uh, I'm- probably the Astros. Who's your team yeah. growing up? Favorite player? Uh, I grew up in Houston, so I am an Astros fan. My favorite player growing up as a kid was Cesar Cedeno. Yes. Um, Bad News Bears and breaking trading. That's right. Cesar's <laughs> in there. Uh, Bob Watson. Bob and Watson Venus, and Cesar Cedeno. Is, is yep. in, that, uh, in yep. that scene of the, of the movie. So, uh, you know, when I was growing up as a, as a younger kid, uh, the Astros weren't very good. They didn't really start having success until the 1979-1980 season. Uh, in 80 they went to the uh, to the LCS against your against your dad's 1980 Philadelphia Phillies team. That yep. was a great series. That was a great LCS. They still play they still play that on on uh, classics. Yep. I mean, I was probably what was I? I was 9 years old. No, it's 10 years old. Yeah. I still remember that series. That's one of the things in my childhood that sticks out is yeah, the World Series uh, against the Royals. That was another great series. Yeah. But that Houston series. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I couldn't, you know, uh, when I I was a rat when I was 10 years old. All I wanted to do is baseball. But, and dad, I thought I was going to be able to go on the road with him for that playoff series. Now, Brett, you you're staying home, you got school, so I had to watch. And I remember that. I remember that series. Because it was, you're right, it was back and forth. It's one mm-hmm. of the greatest, and, and I think a lot of historians that that are baseball guys, when they look at the history of postseason play, obviously there's so many series, but that Houston-Philly series definitely ranks up there with a lot of people that that do this, for, you know, that's what they do. Yeah, I, I think, I, I'm, I don't remember, but, and, and maybe... I, I could be wrong, but I thought it, first of all, that, that LCS back in the day was decided in five games, not seven. Right. Um, but I believe, I think four of the five games went to extra innings. I, I, I think they did. Um, and I remember in game five, I think it was, the Astros gave had a lead for Nolan Ryan. I believe in the seventh inning, they were and up they, three they or four runs. Yep. And, you're, and those Phillies, they clawed back. It was like Pete Rose and Manny Trio. And yeah. Dad and, of course, Schmidt and Larry Boa. I mean, it's just a great, great series. It was heartbreaking finish for me because I'm, I'm like you. I was 10 years old at the time, but right. just an unbelievable series. I remember. I mean, some of my, to this day, you know, I've, I was, I've been blessed. I've been, man, I've, I've seen a lot of things in, in, 
my life being, you know, in the family that I've been in growing mm-hmm. up watching dad. But, uh, you know, some of my best memories are, are back then. And I look at the playoff format today, yeah. you know, on this side of the microphone and covering these guys. I think it's great for the game. I think there's a lot of excitement. I think you keep so many cities in it for so yes. much longer, you know, in the past, uh, let's take it back to 1980, 1980, uh, 10 of these cities are, were knee deep in football in September because sure. their team could be eliminated at the break. There's a, there's a, a purity part of me that really loves that part because you truly get the best teams at the end. You grind it out for 162 yeah. and there's only two teams coming from each league. They play a little five game series and then all of a sudden you're in the world series before yeah. you know it now much easier to get there, but these playoffs are tough. I mean, we're seeing right now with, with the, the way things are shaking up. I mean, just that first round, you got Arizona coming in against yeah. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got arguably the the best starting pitching now i know woodruff missed that you right. know he went down late and they, he wasn't available but arguably the best pitching staff in the postseason they're playing an 84 win arizona they get swept texas who limps into the postseason they lose mm-hmm. three out of four to the mariners at the end they get new life in tampa bay i mean tampa bay imploded they made so many errors that yeah. was just not even a series uh phillies and and you know that home field advantage in Philly and how crazy and how rocking that place was. They got rid of the Marlins real quick. I don't think that was a big a surprise to anybody. Uh, but then Minnesota comes in and just whoops up on Toronto. So all sweeps going in. Big surprise for you? Yeah, I think the um, what the Diamondbacks did to the Milwaukee Brewers. I thought that was a uh, I thought that was a surprise. Um, yes, they were without Woodruff and that's a, um, you know, that's obviously a kick in the gut for Milwaukee, but I, I just did not expect for the Diamondbacks to go in. And really, I think the most surprising part of that series was the performance of the Diamondbacks bullpen. Um, they were, they were nails. They were on lock for those first two games and, and we're seeing it bear out that that momentum has now carried through the first two games uh, in this series, yeah, game one was a blowout. The scored six runs just like that in that first inning. Um, so not quite as much pressure on the bullpen. But in game two, they were put to the test and the game, they came through. So um, I, I don't know. What what about you? What, what tweaks? I, I tell you the one tweak that I think you could make now because I've seen a lot of criticism or people questioning about the format. One, one the Astros had the week off just last year and they won the World Series. So they were able to navigate right. But would you would you be in favor of that wild card series beginning right after the regular season? Regular season ends on Sunday. Wild card begins Monday, and uh, that maybe shortens the amount of off time that the division winners have. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, because I think the people that have the best record and have done the best over 162, I think they need to be re- rewarded in some capacity. Yeah. Now, maybe making them start the day after, that doesn't allow any preparation, doesn't allow you to get your rotation set up to where you want. It's almost like saying, listen, you're lucky to get in, so this is your penalty. Yes. So you just got to keep rolling with whoever's next, uh, you know, yes. whoever's next on the slate. I think without a doubt, that's how it should be. You know, there's so many... There's so much stuff going around like, well, it could do better if you do this or this and that. I think from an entertainment standpoint and a fan's perspective, I think it's about as good as it could be right now. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm watching this today. Today, I think we got uh, Texas and Baltimore and uh, Minnesota at Houston. Yeah. But it seems like we're having an awful lot of off days this early into the division series uh, because – the first get first day, which was what was the first day of uh, the division series? Was that? that was Saturday, and you had all four games going. All on. four games. Then you yeah. had a two, two teams are off, and then you got a two. Now those teams are off again. It seems yeah. like there's more off days. I, I don't know. I think that could be scheduled a little bit better. And if we have to have four in a day, you have to have four in a day. Yeah, I, I, I and I think that's, uh, I, I think that's really the the only reason they did it was. To give the, you know, to put the, uh, th- that moving forward, you have at least one series active, uh, you know, every day until, you know, obviously it's the best three out of five. So uh, the Rangers have a chance to, uh, to, to eliminate the Orioles uh, on, on Tuesday. But um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think it's, it's difficult and you would, you would know better than anybody just um, how sitting for a handful of days. Right. It can be a detriment, especially when you face a team that comes in rolling. So um, it, it's I'm sure that there's could be some tweaks. Another tweak that I would like to see maybe reseeding. I'm not sure Phillies Braves should be decided in a best of five. I would right. like to see six, that go six one to start the postseason. A yep. Six one six against the one Matt. Yeah, I kind of like that, too. Um, but like like you said, that team comes in rolling. I mean, Arizona would have been a six seed. Mm hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, if I'm the number one seed right now, I, maybe I don't want to face Arizona because they're yeah. they're hot as it gets. But you look at it, I don't know. I, it's, you know, it pulls at me because mm-hmm. once again, the, the old school, the purist in me says, hey, I only want the best in the postseason. I don't want it to be like the other sports where everybody gets in. Yeah. But then the baseball side of me and, and the the guy that wants to grow the game. Right. I see the fans and man, they get to hang on and their cities in it when in past years, they would never even be, you know, like I said, he, it would, they'd be concentrating on football, but no, their team's got a chance and they sneak in at the last minute. I mean, when's the last time Arizona was making noise like this in the postseason? They haven't. No, I mean, I, I think uh, the last time they were in the postseason was 2017. Uh, and they got swept by the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I, I, I like, I like what it, like you said, it, it gives a chance for, for more teams and more cities and more fans to stay involved longer. 
Um, I, I do think that there's a couple of tweaks moving forward that pr- could probably make it even better. I don't think I want playoff expansion. I feel like this is about this, this is a this is the perfect amount of team. So yeah. hopefully uh, that remains the same. Um, but yeah, you you could always um, you know make it a little bit better. And I'm not I'm not sure considering having a 162 game schedule. I mean, I, I'm not sure you can extend the playoff and the postseason much further than what you have. I mean, I believe Game 7 of the World Series is slated for like November 2nd or 3rd or yeah. something like that. I, I don't think you want to go any any further right. and, and, that, and that gets into the union and having to negotiate with the player. Because it is, as a player, um, you know, I think about it twofold. It's like I go to spring training. I probably play in half those games, so I play in 15 in the in the uh in the spring and then we got a 162 and then this if you're standing at the end of this i mean that's a that's a long haul now if you wanted to add a game it's like is it really going to matter if i play uh 174 games plus spring trading versus 173 but that's going to be a negotiation that's going to be something that the union and and major league baseball would have to work out i think they did a good job i still I hesitate because I see a team like Tampa Bay. They won 99 games this year, mm-hmm. and they're in a best of three. It's yeah. a hell of a lot better than that one one game yes. go home. Totally agree. But the best of three is still tough because something happens that first game. Your ace just doesn't have it. He gets a blister. You're down one. You got a gun to your head after game one, mm-hmm. and that's tough. It's better than the one game. The one game, you know, play and the winner goes on. Uh, but it's still, it, it, man, it's tough for 162 games. It comes down to that, yeah. you know, and I think you start weeding out the, as the series get longer, the next series, seven game series. Now, usually in a seven game series, best team wins. I best agree with that. Wins. Usually, but, but in the three game and the five game, you catch a hot team, uh, anything could happen. And we're seeing that right now. Um, biggest surprise for you out of the four that, that we're going home that quickly. Um, hmm. once again, it was Arizona, Texas, Minnesota, and Phil. So the Marlins, Tampa Bay, Milwaukee, uh, they went home. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, there's part of me that was surprised that the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, got dispatched so quickly, but on the other hand, that's who they've been all season. And really, really the last couple of seasons, uh, for some reason, uh, it is not, flowing it is not gelling the way that it looks like it should on paper there in toronto um i think they're going to have some really interesting decisions to make moving forward and maybe as soon as this off season because vlad guerrero jr save for that 21 what was it 2021 campaign where he came up uh uh came up short in the mvp race to otani right you know has he delivered the way that we expect um, his, his base running mistake, you know, notwithstanding, I, I, I think that they're going to have some really interesting decisions to make on, on the Bichette, Guerrero, Biggio. Um, what, what do they do? Because right now it, it's not, for whatever reason, it's not working. It's not, we've been waiting a long time. And this year, the, the pitching came along. Barrios finally got to a yep. point where they've expected him to be for years and years. Gossman had a great year. Uh, Kikuchi had a great year for yes, him. You got, you got Ryu back late. Uh, so that was a formidable rotation to go along with what they've been 
you know, kind of known for in the last three, four years is that explosive offense. Offense wasn't there for them. They were kind of middle of the pack team this year for mm-hmm. having that that explosive of, you know, the name, the name recognition that you see in the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, let's let's get to these series that are going on right yeah. now. Phil's at Atlanta. Uh last night and this this podcast will be coming out today tuesday um so it's game three um but but it was phillies in atlanta uh phillies take the first one pitch great i I think thompson just threaded that needle perfect the way he worked that bullpen atlanta's been you know and pretty much been the been the consensus best team in baseball won 104 games this year they're one one where do you see that series going Whew. I know the Braves, as of now, uh, as of this taping, have not named their starter. The Philadelphia Phillies, they're going to go with Aaron Nola. I, I, I think this goes five. Uh, and then it, it's anybody's game in game five. I, I think this is going to be one of the most memorable. We were talking about the <laughs> those Phillies and Astros and that epic five-game setter in the 80 LCS. I think this series has a chance to be just like that. Every game close, every game back and forth, little moments become huge moments. Every little thing and advantage is magnified because these two teams are so close. I I honestly don't know who's going to take it. Like I said, I think it's going to go five. Of course, game five will be there at Truist Park. Who wins it? I don't know. But it it's going to cut. It, it is a ra- I think it's razor thin between these two teams, and I, I really think that the winner of this series, if they come out healthy enough, I think the winner of this series takes the World Series. Dodgers so far they're down two zero yeah. to an eighty four win Diamondback team. Probably it wouldn't surprise me if it, it's it's the biggest surprise for me by far. They've been flat. The first game Kershaw comes out. At, mm-hmm. And I was I was going to the USC game and I was listening to that on the radio and it starts off and I saw the play later. It starts off with a, a botched play in center field. They gave him a yeah. double, but I watched the replay. That's an error all day long. Yeah, I was surprised by that as well. It's not even close. So it starts off that way. Shortest outing of Kershaw's career, worst outing of his career. He pitches a third of an inning, gives up six, and I'm doing the ERA in my head and I'm, that's 162. But Clayton Kershaw, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, gets knocked a little bit for his postseason. Uh, the only thing I I have in recollection for me to compare it to is a Barry Bonds when I was playing. Bonds was greatest player I've ever seen, but in the postseason until 02, yeah. he didn't have a much of a record to stand right. on. He would be critiqued. I always used to say it's different when you're hitting third and fourth and they're concentrating on you. They don't, but but he rectified that. Kershaw's I think it's because he's so great. I mean, you look at his postseason numbers. I think he's 13 and 13 over the years. He's got yeah. a 4 4 9. Uh, for if we were talking about Joe Smith, not that big of a deal. 4 4 9 in the postseason, but you're talking about Clayton Kershaw. He's going to be held to a higher standard. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's not only one of the best pitchers of this generation, but uh, he's one of the best pitchers of all time. I mean, he's yes. going to go down there. Uh, I, I've, I've heard D Rose mention about he's going to be sitting at the big table there in Cooperstown. Yes. Uh, so he, you're right. He is held to a different standard and he will tell you that. And I give him a, I give Clayton Kershaw credit for a variety of things, but namely every time he has had a rough outing or things haven't gone his way in the postseason, he has stood there at his locker or at the podium and answered 
every tough question. And I can't imagine how difficult that is, but he stood up there, took it like a man and, and did it. Um, so yeah, it, it was surprising to see him get roughed around like that. I know that he has lost a, a little bit on his fastball. He's not the same pitcher he was when he first broke in, uh, but he's still really good and he's still effective and he's still Clayton Kershaw. I think if he gets a chance again in this series, uh, what would that, would that line up for game four or five? I think game four. It could be game four. Just be well. He threw. I think he threw thirty-five pitches. They could bring him back game four. That's true. Good point. Yeah. I think if he gets yeah. another chance, I think he's going to be much better. How yeah. how much better will it lead to a win? I don't know, but I think he'll bounce back and have a much better showing. So, uh, all right, Dodgers AZ. They're they're down two. Yeah. Arizona, go ahead and close them out. You, <sighs> you got Lance Lynn against Brandon Fott uh, in for for your game three matchup. Right. My, my my thing is, and and you know this, uh, with with a team like the Dodgers, when you got them down, with the pride and talent that's in that clubhouse, you better take care of them quickly. Do not let them hang around. And please, if you're the Diamondbacks, do not let it get back to Game Five for Dodger Stadium, because I'd have a hard time in believing this Diamondback team winning three games at Dodger Stadium. So, uh, do I think the Dodgers get a game on Wednesday? I think there's a good chance. What happens after that? Unpredictable, man. Texas at Baltimore, uh, 2-0. and Boach is, you know, magic Bruce Boach. He's got the magic yeah. working again. Uh, I, I had Boach on the on the podcast, and I talked to him about it. I played for Bruce in 2000, one of my favorite men. Not just managers, but just yeah. men in the game of baseball. Why did you uh, like playing for him? Uh, <clears throat> I was just having this conversation yesterday about managers and what you have to do as a manager. <clears throat> When you become the skipper of a team, you've got to have that. I, I, in my experience, the great ones, you got to have an arm length distance between you and the players. You can't be buddy buddies. You don't go out on the road and have beers with the with your players. Uh, as a coach, you can do that. As a coach, you can hang out. You can get in the card game. As a manager, you got to keep that distance. And and I don't, I don't mean it to sound weird, but that that little bit of mystique, that mysteriousness. Uh, also, because he's got to make the tough decisions. He's going to release you. He's going to trade you. He's going to send you to the minor leagues. Yeah. So having that buddy-buddy relationship, there might be some tough conversations to have. I think you have to keep your distance. The great ones I played for did, with the exception of Boach. Hmm. Boach had that relationship with the veteran players. He'd come to the back of the plane and hang out. Boach was my buddy. He was like a big teddy bear. He was very <laughs> professional. Yeah. But I was thinking of all the, pl- the the guys I played for, and I think of a Davey Johnson and a Bobby Cox and a Lou Pinella, who I was my favorite of all time. I think of those guys. They're all great, but there was a distance. You yeah. know, the bench coach was for having that close relationship with the players. But Boach was just, he's he's got that it factor that not too many people have. Yeah. He can be your friend. He can be your disciplinarian. He can be your skipper all in this, all in a two-minute Two minute segment, and and I can't put my finger on it. That's why there's only one Bruce Bochy. But when I had him on the podcast, I talked to him. I said, Bruce, what'd you learn over your you know forty years or whatever he's got now? He went to the World Series with the Padre team in the nineties. Yeah, Yankees beat him up pretty good. And he said, Booney, I learned right then that I had to manage differently when I got to the postseason. I had to manage with a sense of urgency. Obviously, in San Francisco, mm. went on to win three World Series. He's got an unbelievable calm about him. 
that as players we look to and 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 I laugh at people when they say well you know you're a lot of the most confident people you think are the most vulnerable and I know it's almost like sitting on a plane and and when there's turbulence and you're not a frequent flyer you look to that flight attendant is she is she or is he confident <laughs> is he feeling good because they do this more than more than I do yeah. if he's feeling good about it we're okay right it's the same thing in a big league uh dugout as many years as you get you look to your skipper when it's tough when 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 you're in a tough situation you're not used to is the skipper sweating because if he ain't sweating then I'm okay good point if he's sweating time to time to worry Bruce is the epitome of a professional. And I yeah. think when it got down to the end, I mean, they were, they were a game away. All they had to do is split the series with Seattle and it was a shoe. That's and then it. they win the division. They get a buy. Next thing you know, they're getting on a plane and going to Tampa Bay. No, I, I give them, I give them a ton of credit because you, yeah. you, they fumbled away a division title there in Seattle and then have to jump on a bird and go all the way to Tampa to take on the, the the Rays and play in in St. Petersburg, and then after that, then they have to go to Baltimore. So I don't know when was the last time uh, they were at home, uh, you know. But they they've got the Orioles now. My guess is that they're going to take care of business at some point, yeah. whether it's Game Three or Game Four. I don't think the that series gets back to Baltimore. Um, the one thing that I do worry about is. I think they're going to be playing the Twins. I think the Twins are going to beat the Astros, and they're going to, that's going to be the matchup. Twins, Rangers, ALCS. But in ALCS, obviously, it's best of seven. Do, do the Rangers have enough in the rotation and in the bullpen to navigate through a seven-game series? Because you know five-game series is different than a seven-game series. It really puts that rotation and your bullpen to the test. I think, yeah, and and I agree with you. I think they're going to take care of Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to have – this is the beginning of a great run for that young mm-hmm. team. But I thought a lot of people were picking Baltimore. I said that's an awful lot to ask from pretty much n- everybody in that team and on the staff never being in the postseason. You're right. I tip my cap. They won 100-plus games, but the postseason is different so far, and it's not over yet. Uh, Texas has seemed to handle business, and I think – I don't give too much credit to Boach, but I'll tell you what, it doesn't hurt having him there with, with three titles. We'll see how it goes. I'm with you on their pitching. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to question that offense up and yeah. down as good oh, as it gets. Relentless. Uh, I think the starting pitching's enough. I worry about the bullpen. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Chapman is a bigger piece of this puzzle than I'm, than I'm hearing. Because the Chapman I see right now, uh, it's Jekyll and Hyde. I see a mm-hmm. guy go in there and you can't touch him. And the next time he goes out there, he implodes. Yeah. So he's going to be in high leverage situations. We're probably using him right now, seventh, eighth inning. But he could be a difference maker. He could slam the door or he could give up a three spot. And that's what 100%. my eyes are telling me right now when I'm watching Chapman. That bullpen, which is their weak link and has been all year, has got to be flawless. And I talked about threading the needle. Uh, the Phillies did the other day with their bullpen. Boach has got a little bit higher, a, a more of a high wire act. Yes. That Rangers bullpen, because it's it hasn't been a, a positive for him. LeClerc's been really good at the end. He's done a good job yeah. but getting to the end. As far as the starting rotation, man, they start off with DeGrom, 
uh, DeGrom's gone. At the at the trading deadline, you get a Max Scherzer. All of a sudden, we got our DeGrom back. And by the way, throwing in a Montgomery, who's been nails for them all year. I look at that rotation, and if you go Dunning, I think they did a great job in the first game. Dunning's been really good. With Heaney and Dunning, the way he had those two go, and then that first game was kind of a bullpen. Then you go to Montgomery, did enough. Uh, I think that score in game two wasn't indicative of the game. I think Texas had it in hand. It ended up being, I think, 11-8, but I think it was it was a win. Evalde, he's been great, and he's their ace now. Does Max Scherzer get back if they – if they move on past Baltimore, does Max get back? You know he's chomping at the bit right now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, this might be his last hurrah. He's thinking that. So you have him back, a healthy Max Scherzer, which I don't know how healthy he could be. That's a different maker too. But you're right. It's going to be a challenge if they get past Baltimore that next round, best of seven. Yeah, and and look, I mean, the, the Rangers, I, I believe the, the stat was they're the only team in history to make the postseason – after having more blown saves than actual saves. And I just think at some point, whether it be the ALCS or the World Series, at some point that's going to come back to bite them. But, hey, we all know the beauty of baseball. Some guys, some units can just get on a roll. And I, th- I think bullpens are kind of like lineups, you know? I really think, I mean, Ed, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that... Sometimes all it takes is a spark, and that can get the entire unit going. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's what happens for the Rangers. Yeah. Last one, you said you're taking Minnesota over Houston. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. That Houston team is so tried and true. They've been there, done that yeah. more than anyone else in this tournament. But you're right. This Minnesota team, Pablo Lopez, yeah. has been nasty. And another thing, the back half of that bullpen is as good as anybody before Bautista went down for the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. I compare the back end of that Minnesota bullpen finishing up with Duran. That's as good as it gets, and that could be a difference maker for me. I don't know. Correa, mediocre year, signs the huge contract. You know, I, I laugh at when guys say, this is my time. Oh, it's your time, huh? Nobody else. <laughs> but I've got to tip my cap to him. He said that. He said this. He keeps coming up big for that He's team. He's a money player. Season. You know, he hit 230 this year. You expect no, he, a little he, bit more out of that, out of your $200 million player. But I'll tell you what, he's showing up when it when it's when it's crunch time. Yeah, with, without a doubt. And, and I think that, um, he, you know, he, he battled injuries uh, uh, throughout the season. And at this stage, everyone's banged up and nicked up at some point. Um, I don't have to tell you that. But I, I think that he just finds a way to rise to the occasion. Um, I knew going in he was going to have – he was going to have moments against the Astros. He's just too good. He's too prideful. He's still probably a little bit bitter that they didn't bring him back, didn't bring him back. And he had to watch as they uh, win the World Series without him. And his replacement wins ALCS and World Series MVP uh, while he's in Minnesota. Yeah, so yeah. I knew he was going to have moments. It's just a matter of how impactful they were and how many he was going to have in this series. But for me, the difference with the with this year's Astros team and last year's Astros team, there's two things. One, their starting pitching isn't as good, and defensively, for whatever reason, they're not as good. So I think that's going to be enough for the Minnesota Twins to find a way to win. Uh, does it go five? Probably, but I'll still take the Twins. 
crystal ball. Mine's mine's looking like it's already blown. I was trying to be this this sneaky picker, you know, go, hey, I like that Dodger team. I saw them in September. I know they've been beat up. Gonsolin's down. Urias, you know, has that scandal going on. Uh, Walker Bueller didn't throw a pitch for him this year. did I? Who else did I miss? Miss there? Uh, Gonsolin. Gonsolin's out for the year. May. They're, they've been expecting that for years. He keeps getting hurt, but they found a way to win a hundred games. All that aside, uh, helps that you have Mookie Betts and a Freddie Freeman at the top of that lineup, about as good as it gets. Man, Freddie Freeman. I every time I watch him now, in today's game where average is kind of poo pooed. Yeah, and the great hitters. There's not that many of them that that have the ability to hit three twenty, three thirty. I watched Freddie Freeman hit, and I know he hasn't done much in this series. Man, he's a hitter. I, for I, me, the for me, best hitter in the game right now, just pure hitter that to watch on a day day in day out basis. Life on the line, and there's a runner at uh, runner at third, uh, less than two outs, and I gotta have gotta pick one. With my life on the line, it's Freddie Freeman because he's not going to strike out. He's going to put the ball in play. He's going to he's going to be trying to send that ball over the shortstop's head and in, in left center field. Um, he's just a complete hitter, and it's it's remarkable what he and other players. Uh, there's not many of them, but what they can do against a variety of pitchers with the velocity that they face on a night in night out basis, with the movement that they have to put up with. It, it's it's amazing what he what he's done and what he continues to do and uh, man I, I like you said I, I just love watching him hit. All right, Robert Flores, who who's a crystal ball? Who wins it all? I think it's the Philadelphia. I'll call you in about call you in about two weeks. Let you know how yeah, right I, or wrong I, you were. I, I think it's the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, and and like I said, if uh, I really believe that it is the winner of that Braves Phillies series. Um, it's a shame it's not a best of seven, but it's happening in the division series. But I'll give me the Philadelphia Phillies beating the Texas Rangers in the World Series. All right. Robert Flores, this has been a pleasure, man. I appreciate coming on the Boone Podcast. A lot of fun. Best of luck to you. I'll see you down the road where I see you. And for all you watching or listening to the Boone Podcast, I appreciate you tuning in, and we will see you next time.